Thank you. The Old Testament reading today is from Isaiah 61, verse 10, and then all the way through chapter 62, verse 3, and it's found on page 739 in the Church Bibles. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes a sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Our epistle reading this morning is from Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7, found on page 1153 in the Church Bibles. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child, and since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. The gospel reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 40, found on page 1015 in the Church Bible. And out of respect for the gospel, please rise. Jesus is presented in the temple. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. 
When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Here. And Peg and Brenda, appreciate it. Lois for reading the scriptures. And I want to say thank you to all the volunteers today, too. I, I notice usually there are assigned positions, but being uh, you know, New Year's Eve, it's all volunteers, so thank you for volunteering. Let's have a word of prayer as we get started. Father God, I just ask that you would bless and touch each and every person here this morning. They are important to you. You love them dearly, and you are with them through thick and thin. And I pray that you speak a word of encouragement, a word of guidance, a word of wisdom into their hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The message that I want to share with you today is a life with benefits. The God of the Bible offers each and every one of us a life with benefits. And here they are. The, the Bible verse that, passage that I want to use is Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. And the, the psalmist said, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord and forget not all his benefits. In other words, don't forget what they are. Grab a hold of them. What are they? Well, here's a few of them. There's a whole bunch of them. The Bible's loaded with them. But here are the ones that we're going to focus on today. He forgives all your sins. Who of us doesn't need to hear that? I know I do. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit of hell. 
he crowns you or he pours out his love and mercy and compassion on you each and every day. And he satisfies the desires of your heart with good things. Is the God of the Bible capable of delivering those benefits? Absolutely. After the, after the message today, we're going to say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. In other words, the God of the Bible who offers these benefits and a lot more is almighty, all-powerful. There's nothing that he can't do. I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget that, especially when problems and struggles come along. But Jesus even said about his Father, Father God, that with God, all things are possible. So let's just take a look at, at these benefits. Number one, he forgives all your sins. We stumble and fall, we sin, that's who we are, and we need to know we're forgiven. And, and the Bible says that if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a done deal. But you know who comes along and says, you don't believe that, do you? You're a lousy sinner. You don't deserve any blessing from God. You know who says that? Satan. And Satan will do anything in his power to rob you of, the, of enjoying the life that God created you to have, of, of the benefits that God wants to give you. And so that's why we need to know that God forgives us. It's Satan who condemns us. It's God who forgives us. And so we need to, to know that is, is that God forgives us our sins. The second thing is he heals all our diseases. You look at me and say, well, I've got issues in my life that I haven't been healed from yet. Here's the deal. We may not get that full healing until we get to heaven, but when we get to heaven, bada bing, bada boom, we won't have any problems anymore. But in the meantime, God has said, you can call upon me and ask for healing. It's okay to ask. And if I choose to heal you, I will touch you with my healing hand. In fact, uh, at the end of the service today, we have the anointing with oil and prayer for healing. And it is vitally important that if we run into physical issues and we need healing, that we don't just run to the doctor first, but we say, God, I invite you into this sickness, this struggle that I am having. I ask you to be a part of it. I ask you to guide me. And we have a God who says, invite me into your issues, into your struggles, and let me work in your life. And God has different ways of healing. He may touch you and boom, you're healed. He may guide you to a doctor, to a nurse, to, uh, you know, a way that they have. God has given a lot of people gifts to bring healing. But God says that's one of my benefits is that I am a God who will eventually heal you of everything that's, in, that's causing trouble in your life. 
The third benefit is that he redeems us from the pit of hell. By physical birth, every last one of us is destined to eternal destruction. But God comes to us in Jesus, and baptism is a way that we are reminded that we have been rescued from the pit of hell and brought into God's family. And, and so when his rescuing us from the pit of hell and bringing us into his family says, you are now a member of God's forever family through Jesus. You, are, you have heaven as your destiny. You have a purpose. I created you, God says, for a purpose. That's why I rescued you and brought you into my forever family. As long as you're living your journey on planet Earth, I have a purpose for you. And when you're walking in that purpose, you find fulfillment and you find joy. It says, I've given you the, the Word of God. I've given you the Bible to, to read and study and to apply in your life. He says, I've given you my Holy Spirit. Because you can't do the Christian life on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. And so I will put my spirit within you. Sometimes we don't realize that. I, I didn't realize that for a while, that I had the Holy Spirit living in me, but so do you. And the Holy Spirit is the helper to help us live the Christian life. And so God redeems us from the pit of hell. And then he pours out his love and compassion he says, the way I want you to look at your life is that I love you. There's nothing you can do that will keep me from loving you. I love you whether you're good or bad. Now, all of us who have been parents, grandparents, or, you know, maybe we're an aunt or an uncle or whatever, did you have to teach your kids how to sin? No, it just comes naturally, doesn't it? What, what's with that? You know, but, but does, when they sin, do we say, you know what, I, I think I'm going to trade this one in for another one. No, we love them. We love them regardless of the decisions they make, good or bad. And God says, I love you. And I, I want you to know that my mercies are there for you every morning. We can start afresh. Ask me to forgive you if you failed. And we start afresh. I love you. And I'm for you. And I'm with you. And then the last benefit I'm going to touch on here is he satisfies our desires with good things. God says on your journey through life, I do want to bless you. I want to give you good things in your life. And, and it's important that we allow him to do so. Because the alternative is we're going to try to get what we think are the good things that we want. And I don't know about you, but some of the things I thought were good things didn't turn out to be so good. Uh, Bob didn't really know what was really good for him. And I, I'm going to share an example. When we, when we moved up to Brainerd, we needed to get another car, a decent car. I had three cars that were just kind of putzing along and, uh, you know, fix or repair on a regular basis. So I started doing a little research. I said, Lord, 
could you help me find a decent car? Because one thing I'm, I'm learning, if I don't invite God into it, I'm missing out on his plan, the good things he wants. Because he said, Bob, if you want to go after this yourself, you figure it out. But I want God to help me. So I said, Lord, help me out. Help me find a decent car. So I, I did some research on YouTube and all of that. I felt like, you know what, I'm going to, I invited him to help me. I'm going to knock on some doors. So I did a lot of research. And I came up with, a, I wanted kind of a medium-sized car. So I came up with a, a Honda CRV or a Toyota RAV4. That those two in certain years were, were really good cars. I, I didn't want a new one. But I, I wanted one that, you know, it was a decent car. So I just said, Lord, I kind of like that RAV4. If, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to have that. <laughs> well, my son-in-law came along and he says, Bob, I got it. Well, there's a guy that we have gone to for years that does repairables. And he's always given us a decent deal and it's a pretty decent car that he, ha that he sells for a decent price. So... Uh, my son-in-law says, um, you know what, he's got a car and he fixed it up really nice for his daughter. So, you know, if he did it for his daughter, I mean, he, he really, you know, put some extra work into it. But his daughter doesn't like it because it doesn't have a backup camera. Okay. So I get, he says, so uh, it's a really good deal. I think you'd like it. So I went and looked at it. Guess what it was, a, a Honda CRV. <laughs> God said, you might like a RAV4, but Bob, right now I got a Honda CRV for you. <laughs> okay. So it was, a, it was a great deal, unbelievable deal. And, uh, and, I, and that's just one example. And I'm sure if, I, if we had some testimony time, you know what? You probably have some of those things you could share too, how God does provide you with good things if you give him a chance. So, so how do we experience these benefits from God in our, in our everyday lives? I mean, these are five of them, but there's, there's a bunch more. How do they become a part of our experience? Because, you know, we can, we can have God on a, on a page, but we don't have him operating in our life and that's what we need is we need to take his word off the page up here just being in our mind and and allow him to be a part of our everyday life experiences and so the first way that we begin to experience the benefits the life with benefits that God has for us is through Jesus Christ are you walking in your baptism? It took me about 22 years to get that. I wasn't walking in my baptism for the first 22 years of my life until I was confronted that walking in your baptism means that I say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I invite you into my life. And when we do that, we're taking a hold of our baptism and we are made alive in Jesus Christ. We are brought into his forever family. 
The Bible says in 1 John 5, and this is a testimony, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, Jesus. And he who has the Son has life, but he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. And John said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you know that you have eternal life. And I, I want you to know that you have eternal life. And it happens as you say, Jesus, I, I invite you into my life. I take a hold of my baptism. I, I surrender my life to you. That's, it's got to start with Jesus. And after that, here's what I see as I've lived 74 years old. I'm glad it said 84, you know, in our, our gospel lesson today was old, right? That's old, I guess. And I'm bearing down on it. But anyway, this is something that I have felt like the Lord has really put on my heart. We got to surrender then as Christians to the Holy Spirit's leading. If we don't surrender to the Holy Spirit's leading, who's running our lives? We are. And, and God has been putting this on my heart is we need to be people in God's forever family through Jesus who are willing to let go and let God be in control. And that means we need to surrender to the Holy Spirit's guidance. And uh, here's, here's what I, what I just want to share this phrase with you that's, that I've been working on in my life. Number one, surrender yourself and your circumstances to God on a daily basis. God, I surrender to you. I surrender. I just had, uh, well, in August, I had a full hip replacement, which kind of went like this. And uh, I found I, I needed to surrender to God and say, God, I, I surrender this to you. I, so he's calling us, surrender each day yourself and your circumstances to God. Because here, here's the deal. Until I admit that I am powerless to run my own life, my life is going to be a mess. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience, too. I didn't get it. And in Jeremiah 10.23, we see this. Is, Jeremiah says, Oh Lord, I know it's not within the power of man to map his life and plan his course. That's not, we don't know what's best for us. We don't know how to run our own lives. But God gives us the Holy Spirit to help us do that. And so... We surrender ourselves and our circumstances to God and we ask the Holy Spirit, would you help me go with the flow of your leading? So how do you do that? Well, I, I found Joyce Meyer. Anybody familiar with Joyce Meyer? I like Joyce Meyer. She has a book called How to Hear from God. That has been one of the most powerful books in my life, How to Hear from God. 
You know, we think hearing from God, you know, you got to fall on the floor and go into a trance and, you know, and somebody has this vision or angels visit, you know, at your bedside. That doesn't happen very often. But God speaks into our heart, speaks with thoughts, ideas, words. And we, as we study the Bible, he gives us Bible passages. And I found that as an excellent way. So here's what I'm saying is, as we have come into the forever family of God and we say, Holy Spirit, I surrender to you, then we need to say, I want to go with your flow, Holy Spirit. And I'm trusting that you, the God for whom nothing is impossible, is in control of everything in my life. I thank you, Lord. I'm trying to trust you that you are orchestrating all the details of my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly in my life for my good as your child. And that's a promise for every one of us, for our good. Uh, Romans 8:28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, those who surrender to him. I can't uh, just stop there without giving you some illustrations. I, I had, I, I've been in the process of building a, a house with my son-in-law and I, when we first started I said to him, this is really going to be fun. <laughs> I, some of you have built a house apparently. Um, it was it was not as much fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it was challenging to my faith. But I'm going to, I'm going to, but I, I said, Lord, I, we got to have your help today. We need your guidance today. And this is what I want to emphasize to you is we've got to invite the Lord into the different things of our life and trust that he cares and that he will orchestrate those and he will guide us and he will speak to us. But I'm going to share just a couple quick stories here. We, we got these window sill boards. You know, got this, all this lumber package here. We got the windows in. And, and so this, these are the boards that go around on the inside of the window. Weird, weird boards. I've never seen anything like it. And it had these weird clips. And the instructions must have been, no offense, in Chinese or something because I couldn't figure it out. Looked online, looked on YouTube, nothing. So I should have thought of this at first. So I just said, Lord, could you please help us with these window seal boards? And just kind of left it at that. And then the thought occurred, well, go to the lumber yard. Ah, yeah, why didn't I think of that? I'll go to the lumberyard where we bought the package from. So we decided, Carol and I, we prayed about it. We decided, okay, we need to probably get to the lumberyard before noon because everybody's probably gone to lunch at, at lunchtime. And then we had some other errands to run. So we had just enough time to get to the lumberyard before, before noon and then ask the guy, hey, how does this work? So we hop in the car, get out the driveway, start down the road, and my flat tire symbol came on the car. And I said, shoot. 
What is going on? Lord, we need to get to the lumber yard here before they shut down at noon. So, went back. I, at least I had a, a, an air compressor, so I couldn't find the tool. Where's the tool that hooks up to the air compressor? You know, about 35 minutes later, it's almost noon. And it's a 20-minute drive to the lumber yard, so I thought, what good is... You know, what are we going to do? And Carol just said, I just have this sense we need to go anyway at noon. So I'm not going to argue with her. I was pretty frustrated. So we went at noon, walked up to the guy. I had the whole package here with all these weird clips. And I said, okay, can you tell me, how do these go in? We can't quite figure this out. He looked at him and he says, man, I don't know either. Oh, no. What's going on? It just so happened, a guy right, right beside us here, he said, I'm a builder. Let me see those. He said, we put those in every day. He said, let me show you how to do it. I said, can I get out a tablet and write down the steps here? He said, sure. And as we left, I knew how to do it. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what he reminded me of? I orchestrate the details of your life even when it doesn't look like it. I am at work, Bob. Can you trust me? And, and those kind of things happen over and over again. I know we're kind of running out of time. Let me just quick one more thing. Um, on the house... And that's kind of where God has been dealing with me over the years, because that's been, over the last several years, because that's been kind of what I've been doing. Just saying, Lord, would you guide us? And uh, so we sold our house, and we went as far as we could with the money on our house toward our house. And then we ran out of money. So we were going to get a building loan. But... I met a guy when, when, when I retired here. I went to Love of Christ just to kind of hang out over there. And I met this guy at Love of Christ. And uh, I had a dream that I was supposed to ask him to play golf because they were having a golf tournament. It, to ask if he'd be on my golf team. So we got on the golf team, got to know each other a little better. And uh, he said, so where are you moving? I said, uh, up by... Uh, Crow Wing Lake and he said I know just where you're building I have a cabin across the, the lake from you and so we'll see you because we come up a lot well to make a long story short when we needed this building loan he said to me Bob instead of getting a building loan you tell me how much you need and I'll write you out a check and it's interest free I mean we're talking $200,000. Uh, he said, no sweat. I got plenty of money. No trouble. He said, you just let me know what you need. We want to get this house finished. And uh, no interest. And I just said, thank you, Lord. You were awesome. And then we were able to get the loan when we finished the house. But anyway, here's what I want to leave you with. To experience a life with benefits from Father God. Invite Jesus into your life. 
and surrender your life day by day to the Holy Spirit, studying his word, because the Holy Spirit never guides you apart from the word of God. And God will give you an adventure through life that nobody else can. God bless you on that journey. Amen.